Troops, here we are, we're live, another Eagle podcast, and this time I'm joined by another top guest, um, Charlotte from Beans and Lentils. Charlotte, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. How has your hump day been? Wednesday, how's it gone down? Fantastic, thanks. It's been quite um, a bit quiet at the moment, so I've had finally had a day of not doing a lot. All right. and great for me. Cool. And what does it what does a day of not doing a lot mean to you? Are you a gym person? Are you a reading book person? What what does that Ooh. involve for you? Well, surprising um, recipe testing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Always on the hustle. Um, yeah, I got an event coming up soon, so I thought I'd try out a couple of recipes. Cool. What's what's the event? Um, I've teamed up with my friend. She's doing a like outdoor. She's a personal trainer. And yeah, cool. It's a spooky Halloween themed workout, and I'll be providing oh, wow. food afterwards. So yeah. What's What's your name? Uh, shout out your friend. What's your friend's business? Oh, Grunhill Fitness. Cool. Where's that based? Oh, no, Grunhill. Um, she's based kind of Kirby Lonsdale, Cartmel. She's um, she does outdoor classes. Yeah. Brilliant. And you say it's like a Halloween sort of. Um, yeah, menu. we're gonna. Yeah, I'm just going to be doing probably some kind of pumpkin curry, some kind of spooky Oh, nice. Afterwards. Yeah. Pumpkin curry, that's interesting. And will it be will it be spicy or creamy or dry? What or can you not really say? Well, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I never make things too... I like spicy food, but if I make it too hot, then not everyone will be happy with me. So yeah. a bit of yogurt on top, I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that's perfect. And and your business, beans and lentils. Um, yeah. How did it start, and why did it start? That's a big question. Um, <laughs> so, I think everything that happened to me, kind of from finishing uni to now, kind of set the probably set the foundations for starting beans and lentils without me even really realizing it. Um, right. When I was at uni, I ate a lot of meat. Yeah. And, and, uh, sort of on that, you, you, you ate a lot of meat. And was that because meat was cheap and readily, readily available? or Not really. It's just or, the way I grew up. I'd never really considered that there was a different way that I could be eating. Right. You know, at uni, my dad would come and visit me with like a kilo of bacon, <laughs> kilo of sausage from the local option. And that's what I'd be surviving off for the, for the term. Uh, like, I like the sound of your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, it wasn't really until I finished uni. Um, I wasn't really ready to settle down into a job. So yeah. I did the typical thing, decided to go traveling. Yeah. Um, five months turned into like nearly three years. Wow. Yeah. Let's, let's, then, let's, let's go into yeah. that because that sounds... You know, where, what was the original plan? So you were like, right, three months I'm off to wherever. So where was the wherever? Yeah, really. Well, me and my friend decided five months. We, we did fit a lot into five months. We did the typical Southeast Asia. So Thailand, Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia, Hong Kong. Wow. We went to Australia, New Zealand, Fiji, and then ended in America. Wow, that's a trip. Yeah. <laughs> so um, at that point, she flew home from America. Yeah. And... My boyfriend at the time flew out to meet me and we, we planned to go back to Australia. We just wanted to wow. work, get a bit more money to then travel again. But we actually ended up work, staying there for two years. 
You, what, you stayed in America? Did, no, we went back to oh. Australia. Oh, right, you stayed in Australia for two years. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and yeah. what was funding this? Were you like some sort of international drug cartel? or? What uh, no, I actually, when I finished uni, I worked for about 14 months. I worked 50 hours a week in a hotel and saved every penny I could. <laughs> wow. Um, let me just touch on that. For those who don't know, that's what accountability is. Um, there's far too many people at the moment who want everything for nothing, and they're not prepared to put the hours in, 50 hours a week in a hotel. What, what was it? Yeah. Was it making, was it reception or was it making beds oh, or uh, working at the restaurant? Like or? Hours. <laughs> it was a bit of everything, really. Was Basil um, there? Did you, have a, did you have a Basil faulty? Oh, yeah, pretty well. I won't go into that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout um, out to Basil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I also volunteered, actually, back then one day a week. I really did have, but, you know, wow. the less I had, the less time I had to spend money. Yeah, so, yeah. And like that, yeah. what sort of age was that, Charlotte? What, what, what? I was 21, yeah. Right. After uni. So I went to wow. uni straight after school. Yeah, so 21. And and where did you go, uni? Leeds. Oh, wow. So you were in a place where you could proper let your hair down and go wild. Oh, yeah. 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 Did, you, that. did you ever do the Otley Run? Oh, yeah, many times. Yeah, we... <laughs> yeah. That is a bizarre um, ritual. I've done it once, and we went dressed as the, we went dressed as the um, sort of ho- uh, Hawaii beach boys, and we took our own beach. And uh, every time we went in the pub, we put we had beach, we had like the bucket and spade, and we put the beach out, and we and we set up. And then our friend Chris, who always took everything a little bit too far, turned up in like a hula girl's outfit with just clams, Brilliant. like a clam bra, <laughs> and a grass and a grass skirt, and a and a thing round what uh, the flower thing around his head, and we were like. Yep, this is really, we're on the beach now. Uh, and it was just, yeah, it, it was mental. It's, I think I did it the first time in my first month, and then I did it for the last time. The last, um, I actually did criminology at uni, so I did it dressed as a police officer for the last Wow. Last time I did that. <laughs> wow, criminology. That So was that coming from a standpoint that you wanted to um, obviously move into the police and um, yeah, find, murder, find murderers? <laughs> Is yeah, that the right I, word? Yeah. I thought I wanted to, but by the end of the three years, I came out actually wanting to help people stay out of the criminal justice system. <laughs> so completely changed my mind. Yeah, um, very, very noble. And that's, that's where I volunteered for third, the third year of uni and the year after uni. I, um, yeah, volunteered trying to, it was anyone that's been arrested for a trigger offence to do with drugs or alcohol. Yeah. I kind of did group work with them trying to get them towards, well, just trying to keep them out of the criminal justice system, basically. But I think they took one look at me and thought, what does she, 21, fresh out of uni, what does she know? Yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, you talked there about trigger offences. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because once people start going down that road, like, once you get into it, it's very, very hard to get out. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't help that where we were based, they didn't know this, anyone who's doing the course, the ladies' toilets I could see in the pub next door wow. in the back garden. So we'd go for a break and I'd just see them in the wow. see them in the pub having a fight outside and it's like what what do you do? Yeah, no, that's fair enough. So um you came back from travel did sorry, so, did your sort of trip in, inspire your yeah, um so business? Yeah. Cool. I realised 
a couple of things while I was travelling. One, that I didn't really want to do anything to do with my degree. <laughs> Which at first made me feel, you know, I felt like I, I spent a lot of time. I should, on my degree, I should be doing something. Yeah. Um, but once I kind of let that go, um, yeah, I felt, I felt a bit better. I felt that I could focus on what I really enjoyed, which I kind of discovered while I was away. I've yeah. always loved food. I've, and I think traveling to a lot of different countries, tasting a lot of different food, yeah. it was more based around the flavors, textures, <clears throat> spices, and the actual meat itself. Yeah. It's kind of the first thing that interested me, like made me think about the Korean veggie. Um, yeah. I've also always been interested in why we eat food for health reasons. So, okay. Um, how it makes you feel and how, you know, that side of things. So it was actually yeah. while I was in Sydney, I decided to do a nutrition diploma. Um, wow. Not really. I knew that I was moving. I knew that I wanted to move towards that kind of area for work, but I didn't quite know how. So I thought by yeah, doing yeah. that, it would give me like a background, you know, just for myself, yeah. really. Um, and it was around that time that I actually became vegetarian. I started to reduce right. the amount of meat I ate. And then, again, living in Australia, the amount of fresh produce out there and the kind of lifestyle that people lead, um, mm -hmm. it became easier to eat that kind of diet, basically. Yeah. And I felt really good off it. So. And obviously, um, there's a sort of... I heard a, a, a sort of great um, spiel the other day. Someone was saying that we're not... like Someone was basically saying we shouldn't be carnivores. And actually, we're not carnivores, we're omnivores because we eat both meat and veg um and it's it's sort of a it's sort of a great point that and i think where we've gone wrong is we've gone we've gone everything is meat do you know what i mean everything yeah. is everything is is complemented now with meat and and i'll, I'll admit it like from a full-blown uh, meat eater um it's something that i'm sort of aware of now and i'm thinking like uh oh right okay that's that's interesting um what do you think needs to change? Like, what 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 is going wrong that we're sort of? For me, it's fast food. That's that is where that is the problem right there and there. Like that, yeah, is, right, the that is absolute magic. root of evil. Oh, okay, so um, yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, when I was well, when I came back from being away, yeah, I did really want to. Well, I wanted to go back to Sydney, basically. Yeah. Um, so when I came home, I, was, I wasn't really in a rush to get a job straight away. I hadn't seen my family for a while. Yeah. So I got a job in a veggie cafe, and I started, I worked on events with my, my friends. My best friend's parents have a coffee, like a mobile coffee business. Yeah. And I started working with them at events, and that's when I noticed that there wasn't the best veggie food on offer, or kind of, not even just veggie food, yeah. just whole... Alternative food. food. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was kind of around that point when I think I came home one day and I was in the kitchen and I kind of said to my parents, I was like, oh, it would be, it would be really cool to have a food van, like a veggie food van. And at this yeah. point, they really want me to go back to living abroad. Mm. So they were kind yeah. of looking at me like, oh, why don't you do it? You know, we'll support you. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. So... That, that's interesting. So up to this point, um, you obviously got a work ethic because you, you left uni, you went to work um, and you've got a work ethic. Um, 
But starting a business and being your own business man or woman is a very different beast than working for the man. Or, so did you have some sort of business savvy or did you have someone who sort of mentored you and said, you need to get your branding right, you need to get um, your USP right? Like, how did you bring that together? Um, <laughs> I just kind of thought, no, I'm gonna. If it's something that I really, truly am passionate about and believe in, then it's gonna work. Yeah. I don't have any business? I still don't really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right. the, the coffee bug gave me the coffee bug is my friend's parents. Yeah. They gave me a lot of advice. Yeah. Um, it's comforting knowing that they'd done it all. So yeah. Confidence to go and do it myself, really. Yeah. So you you. You buy, did you start out with a van straight away or, or how, because obviously you've got that van, haven't you? You've got yeah, your van. Yeah, I decided that because I was doing it by myself yeah. and I wanted to be independent, I decided having a van was the best way to go. Yeah. So yeah, I bought, I bought an ambulance actually. <laughs> right, full cool. On, yeah. Full on ambulance. So wow. that was a lot of hard work. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you were driving just around your local in an ambulance. Um <laughs> a long time to get on the road no we did have quite a lot of phone calls at first asking if everything was all right at home <laughs> <laughs> class so so you've got your ambulance um talk us through like your design process uh were you did you know beans and lentils like that was the name or was it like you know have you, have you had a few different names or no it's kind of when i lived in, again how many times i can mention australia in one conversation but when i lived oh it's all right <laughs> Um, my dad would ring me up and when I told him that I'd gone I'd, well I turned vegetarian his opinion was kind of oh Charlotte you've gone all beans and lentils on me wow that's class yeah so um, I decided that it'd be cool if my business you know had a story behind its name that's class yeah, yeah that's brilliant that's that's like a proper organic way that, like, that was always meant to be that name of your business for your dad just to drop that what did yeah. he say? Gone all beans and lentils. That's yeah, classic. Like, why have you got all beans and lentils on me? So at first I was called We've Gone Beans and Lentils, but now I'm just... Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, um, uh, being like, that is a, what I call the Ron man. So it does exactly what it says on the tin. So if you are vegetarian, vegan, blah, 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 and you see a van that says beans and lentils, it's like, well, I tell you what, I bet you they're selling vegetarian yeah. food. Like, there's no like wandering over saying, um, "Do you do anything in um, sort of beef butter?" No, it's beans and lentils. All oh, right, okay, sorry. I just thought, I just thought I'd ask a stupid question. No, um, exactly that as well. I don't actually ever properly advertise that I am veggie and vegan, but yeah, the I think the name does give it away a bit. Oh, you you you're on brand. No, absolutely, <laughs> and it, it's um. In this world that we live in now, it's almost that you have to treat everyone like a five-year-old and you have to sort of, it has to be so in the face obvious um, because people, what, what, what's happened now, I think, Charlotte, is we, cons we consume that much information that we no longer read it. We no longer read it because we think, oh, I'm too busy to read that. I mean, for me, for me, what I do is I put out loads of information, but yet someone will still come to me and say, what time are we meeting on Saturday? And it's like, did you even read the 13 blogs that I put out? Oh, no, what it was is, right, okay. Um, but, like, what you're, what you're doing there is it's like, oh, okay, that, 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 that'll be my choice. Um, so 
did you start off with any sort of signature dishes or uh, did you have a favorite or do you, is it seasonal? Like how, how does it work? Talk, talk us through that sort of process. Well, um, obviously I'd like to try and appeal to people who eat meat as well as vegetarians. Um, so I try to keep my... Whoa, that's crazy. Easy. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, I try to keep my menu reasonably basic. I try and just, yeah, nail the basics. So I was doing a lot of different curries, yeah, veg burgers, stuff with halloumi on it. Everyone loves halloumi. Yeah. Um, if I'm somewhere where people are drinking, I might do nachos. But you know, everything that I do, even though it's basic, it's made from scratch. Everything's made by me. That's the kind of that's the idea. I'm using whole ingredients. So yeah, and and that sort of seems to be a big thing at the moment. Um, where do you source your your stuff from? A mixture of places, really. I get a lot of my whole, like my bulk foods from Suma, like the whole right. food. Right. Um, sometimes just supermarkets. Sometimes my local veggie store. Yeah. It's all depends. Also depends how organised I am. <laughs> and is this? Yeah, that you know. Um, Seven, uh, seven P's, yeah. Proper planning prevents piss poor performance and all yeah, that. Um, need to work on it, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a different it's a different beast. I, I I'm I'm keen to try some of this stuff definitely. Um, and your sort of transition from saying I'm not going to make meat, like how how did it go down? Like was like you you thought well I'll I don't really want to eat beef anymore, but I'll still eat a bacon sandwich. And then have you just sort of taking it back or was it one day just like right that's it it's all off yeah no I think I reduced down to like a couple of times a week or you know maybe maybe the first one today and then a couple of times a week and then eventually I just kind of thought actually I don't I'm not bothered about this anymore so wow yeah and I've, my focus is all like you, you said before about how we've been eating meat you know mm-hmm. the focus on the meat my focus I don't disagree with eating meat at all yeah yeah to people why don't you put all your veggies and stuff on your plate first and then if you want to add in your meat or whatever do that after so mm-hmm. yeah yeah no it's a it's a it's a great it's a great point um it's probably somewhere you know when you did your sort of um when you studied about your nutrition um what did they sort of say about um the consumption of meat and sort of that from like a health point of view i mean there's a lot of stuff i don't know how much of it's true or not true i mean yeah i mean i don't know if when i studied this nutrition diploma it was maybe not old-fashioned or dated but they kind of have to they they didn't really touch upon that it might you know that we eat too much meat i don't know it i've kind of made my own decisions about that kind of thing yeah i mean if for me the problem is fast food that's that is the problem uh, this is where the whole sort of, I think the overdoing it of meat and the sort of treating animals um, like animals, if that sort of makes sense, you know what I mean? Like with the mass slaughter of animals on a mass scale for for the sheer fact of the fast food industry um, is just unbelievably brutal. Uh, and I think, you know, back in the day when we sort of, before fast food really, really came in, it was probably a little more sort of, um, what's the right word? Uh, a little less sort of industrial, like, do you know what I mean? We, we've put murder on an industrial scale. Um, and that's coming from someone who, who, who eats me, but 
not sort of being a hypocrite here, but uh, I served in the army and, and, and sort of some of the stuff that I've done is like we've had to um, uh, sort of cull, cull rabbits and chickens. So I've, do you know what I mean? I've done, I've been at the sharp end of the stick. And when you have to do that, it's like, it's a hard, it's a really very hard different. thing. Mm. Yeah, it's very, very different than just going into a, into a Mackie D's, walking to the counter and saying, can I get a mac chicken sandwich? Yeah, yeah, do you want extra fries and a, and a, and a tizer? Like, once you have to physically hold an animal, like, it's like, you know, me as a full-blown bloke, I remember getting, like, upset by it, but thinking, um, I either do this or I go hungry again. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a very yeah. different... And and I'll be honest with you, if, if people had to do that, we won't guarantee you overnight we'd be eating a lot less sort of... Um, yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd be the majority, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, yeah, I think I'll give this uh, vegetarian thing a try. Um, <laughs> it'd be a very, uh, very different sort of um very different sort of outcome so um on onto your business how do you get work and sort of where where do you work sort of thing so in the start it i just tried to get onto smaller events and mm-hmm. small local stuff and then just you just have to put yourself out there and email people who are organizing events and hope that hope that you get a response. I think I was quite lucky in the the year just gone because I did do a lot of good little events that I really wanted to get on to. Right, um, cool. What what's up, the, what we're talking here? Are we talking fairs? Are we talking festivals? Are we talking bespoke sort of car rallies? Like what, what sort of stuff have you been to? Um yeah, small scale mini festivals in the lakes, kind of um yeah. small music festivals, small kind of more health and well being festivals. That, yeah definitely works for me being um the type of food I sell yeah um and then even like local fairs um but even to, I even did I did Westland County show which you know so it's a real mixture of things really yeah um and do you ever travel outside of Cumbria or are you just solely doing all the stuff in Cumbria or do you get all over the country well I'm not I'm not entirely sure my van would get me get me that <laughs> I think it's jump lead in the front of it. <laughs> but no, I think there's enough going on in the north, in the northwest, kind of in Cumbria and yeah, yeah. kind of on the border of Lancashire and it, Yorkshire. Yeah. As well. So there's enough going on in this area just to sit around here, really, which is nice. To keep you to, to keep you busy. Um, and what sort of um, reaction do you get? Uh, like, talk me through it. So you have all these. You go to a show. You get your pitch. And next year is the hog roast where the guy's got the whole hog out with the apple in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got the fish and chip stand and then you've got the burger stand. And then, and then there's you. Like, are you seeing that more people are being drawn away from traditional and are willing to try, I don't want to say alternative, but like... No, I know what you mean. No, um, it's funny. You often, you often get the girlfriend comes to me and then <laughs> the boyfriend's off getting his meat and he'll yeah. come back with his whatever he's got and he'll look at what the girlfriend's got and go, oh, that looks really good, you know. And then I've had them kind of try what the girlfriend's eating and be like, oh, no, actually, I want one of them. So wow. it's quite funny, the reaction you get. I think people are shocked that actually, yeah, it's not, and it's not the weirdest food. Is, and would you say that this is a good, this is a good one. Is that because men, uh, uh, we've got this sort of weakness in our psyche where we're like, well, we're men, so we like eat 
pigs and, 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 you know, burgers. And I'm not trying none of that veggie stuff. Like that macho sort of ego and Terry just saying, I'm going to go give that a try. And um, do you know what? I don't really care if it's like not alpha to like not be eating meat all the time. It just seems to me that women, and I've, I've, I've had this from other people on the podcast, women at the moment seem to be more open to try different stuff then men are still sort of like very tunnel visioned into like to be a man, you have to like, these are like the, the three big things, lift weights, eat meat and, and sort of just strut about the place. Like I don't really get it. Possibly. Maybe that was a bad example that I used, but possibly I do find, no, there are quite a lot of men as well that come to me. So I don't know. Um, yeah. Definitely a bit of that, but women can be just as, just as bad. I right. Right. And, um, what like, are you there the whole weekend? Do you just do a day? Like, how how does it work from like a business point of view? Um, depends. What do you mean on event wise? It depends. Yeah, on the... what the event is. So, I was at a brewery um, in Kendall last weekend, which was interesting because um, what happened? There's a group of guys stood near me at the start of the night, and I could hear them. I could hear the whole conversation, and they were <laughs> talking about the nachos, and they were like, "Oh." Yeah, they sound good, but they could just could do with like some chili or something on the top of it. And I was thinking, I'm stood, I'm right here. I can hear everything you're saying. Yeah, I, I'm literally <laughs> here, guys. Uh, anyone want to speak? <laughs> anyone want to speak to me? Um, one chili, right? Okay, yeah. Well, we can we can sort that out. Um, and is this is this your full time profession? Um, I so yeah, when I came back from traveling, I got a job in the radish um which is a veg cafe in lancaster and i was doing four to five days a week there and right. i put that down slowly so now yeah. i'm still there doing one day a week um and i have a i have a really good relationship with my boss so she's got extra hours and she and i'm available i'll go and work for her and equally wow. if i'm too busy she's really good at letting me have the time off so it works really well at the moment You've got a great, I love this word, yeah. mute, you've got a mutual symbiosis. That's it's, Yeah, that's it. <laughs> top, <laughs> top word. Uh, yeah, um, that's, um, that's, that's good. I think a lot of people in business do that, where to get their business up and going, they still work somewhere else a little bit, and then sort of one takes from the other and sort of um, pushes on. Uh, the power of social media has brought us together um, to get you on this podcast. How do you use social media to promote your business? So this is coming from someone who, when um, just before I started my business, I was considering deleting Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I realised you needed a, a personal Facebook to create a business Facebook. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a struggle because I I feel better spending less time on social media. Yet I need to use social media for my business. Mm-hmm. So I perhaps don't push things as much as I should do. It's, it's something yeah. I'm working on, but I do I do really enjoy um, taking photos and stuff and posts about what I'm doing. So yeah, I do use it, but not as much as I perhaps could be to get a bigger following, maybe. And on on that, which platform are you most visible on? Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat? What what's your, uh, what's your go to? Instagram, I definitely will be posting more on Instagram than anywhere else. Right. Is, is, is that where you get the traction? I think so, although it depends because Facebook, it's, I think it's a different age group as well, isn't it, nowadays? I think perhaps older yeah. people tend to be on Facebook a bit more. 
on the Facebook, as me mum and yeah. dad call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it's it's an interesting one. Um, and have you had to learn social media, or were you blessed enough to come up in a generation where it's just become natural to you? Oh no, it is it is natural to me. It just yeah, just spending too much. I'm guilty of spending too much time on it. That's why I was avoiding it. Mm. It's um, it's a very very bizarre thing social media because um it's the word social but no one's really that social on it um and actually what people do use it for is they use it from like from what i see as a way of saying oh look at me do you know what i mean like and I, I amazing and um this whole sort of thing on instagram this whole follow unfollow i want a big following culture I just think it sucks as like, I think it's, it's a real bad quality of the human being, of a human being. Like if we could get rid of like jealousy and, 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 and envy from our psyche, we, you know, we'd be living on Mars in two, in two weeks time. Like it's such a terrible thing. It's such a bad trait to have the green eyed monster. Why she got more followers than me and why is he like that? And everyone gets it. Do you know what I mean? It's just a case of how, how you manage it. And, um, and sort of moving forward, do you sort of write any sort of social media plans? Like I'm going to this event, I've got to get this food in this photo. Are you just very much for now? Bosh, bosh, bosh. No, and you know what? It's, it's often on my list of things that I need to do that week is like try and think of more content or create more content. And it, and it kind of stays on the list and doesn't, doesn't quite ever get done. I, I mean, that, that's a great way to do, do it. When you're so, at an event, you're yeah. so involved in the event, you, you don't really have enough time to think about it at times. So. Yeah, because I think, I think for me, if I was in like the food and catering industry, it'd be like, I've got to get, you know, I'd write my social media plan, like just turn up to the event with a sign of the event, like tag the event in, then set your stall up, you know, take photos. But then sort of say, as your customers come through, you'd be like, oh, and we're having a special this week. And then like a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, fought all together and you're like, oh, I'll tag you in on Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And like sort of, I know it's hard because I have the same thing when I'm out hiking. I get so involved, I think. That's why I started writing social media plans because it's like, uh, it's very important that I, you know, tag the wire cheering and tag this person and, and do this and do that. And I think it gives you structure. And I mean, someone's taught me that, do you know what I mean? From like, going on Instagram sort of training courses and saying, you know, if you're going to do a big event, you know, you'll have a lot going on, write a social media plan and sort of try and structure it. So, um, Hey, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe that might work for you. It certainly works for me because I get yeah. pulled in, into events and I'm like, ah, oh. yeah, no, definitely. To be fair, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty good at tagging everyone else in stuff, but perhaps not doing, not doing enough stuff for myself. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not doing, not doing too much for yourself. Who um who do you sort of follow? Like who's who's like the big person or people or company in, in, in your sort of industry, like who's sort of setting the setting the bar? Is there anyone in particular or any company in particular? No, not really. I I do prefer following the more you know, the smaller people, the more not the more real people, but the mm. you know, the accounts that don't have the massive following but are doing a similar thing to me. I think it's yeah more authentic really I'm going to get you know 
a, a more real experience if I follow what they're doing to compare to someone who's on a massive scale. So I just, I wouldn't like to compare myself to them in that way either. Cause yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fair enough. And do you run this by yourself when you go to these shows, like when you go to a festival or do you, do you, do you have someone who helps you? Like it must be quite a lot to make the food, prepare the food, clean up, take money. Like that's a big mm-hmm. process, isn't it? It is. It's a lot. I often wish I had someone else uh, that was <laughs> in it with me. But no, my friend, I've got a very big family and loads of friends who are always willing to help. So they've, yeah, without them, I would not be, <laughs> it would not be possible. So Cool. Um, and what sort of, uh, what, what do you see yourself, like what's coming up between now and sort of Christmas? Is it a busy time for you or does it sort of trail away a little bit? Yeah, October's pretty quiet and then towards the middle of November um, it's busy again right up until Christmas, Christmas market. Um, yeah. I've got a private catering event and a like and smaller events like I'm doing, like I said, about the spooky Halloween thing. So, yeah, cool. But yeah, and also I need to try and take the time now to kind of catch up with everything. You know, summer's a really busy time. Yeah. So I'll be catching up with stuff. And and just starting to plan for next year as well, already. Yeah, yeah. You you've got to you've got to have one eye on twenty twenty because it's mm. it, it's coming um, thick and fast. Have you ever sort of um, sort of approached like a school or or a college or anything and said, can I sort of come along and tr- not try out my food like guinea pigs, but like sort of try and get them sort of I don't want to say get them while they're young. That sounds wrong, but like sort of when they're more impressionable to, to try new foods. That's funny. Do you know what I did last week? Right. <laughs> I, I went. Um, I went into my old school and told cool. um, to my my stepmom's uh, head of food QES. And right. Yeah, so she has got two year eleven groups, and she was she was talking teaching them about vegetarian food and stuff and mm-hmm. alternatives. So I went and did. We did two two hour sessions. Um. Yeah, cooking some veggie curry, veggie burgers, and we all got to taste it together at the end. Wow. So, yeah, that was a really cool thing to do. And and did you take any photos of this? <laughs> um, Social no, media plan. Because I, well, I, um, I don't think I was allowed to. Oh, right, they, okay. They took a load of photos, and it's on, it, I should look at it, actually. I think it's on their Twitter. Right, right, cool. So, yeah, cool. they did a lot of that. Yeah, I just thought that that's like a, it, it, I think in business you have to sort of maybe try and be a little bit more diversified, do you know what I mean? And sort of approach corporate companies and say, look, you know, next time you have some sort of seminar or event, could, could, I, could I cater for the event? Do you know what I mean? Um, a friend of mine, she's got a health kitchen and she, she does a lot of bespoke private parties now because her food is that good. She literally set out thinking, I'm going to do health food for gym people, macros and, and, and protein, carbohydrates, fiber. Yeah. And now, now she's doing food for like bespoke parties, and it's and it's just because she's very open when someone approaches saying, um, "Could you could you like literally be our private chef for the night?" And she's like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, sure. do, do you know what I mean? I think you've got to sort of think, okay, I've got a van, but actually, I'm not tied to the van. Do you know what I mean? I I, I can quite freely move away and and offer my services somewhere else, and 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 sort of think. Think a bit bigger. Can you imagine having sort of like a beans and lentil UK? Do you know what I mean? Like banging it out like that, and you're the head of the empire. <laughs> Maybe one day. You never know. Yeah, sort of, um, sort of a dragon's den sort of pitch. Yeah, I started out in the ambulance, and now I've got a fleet. Like, yeah, 
<laughs> no, get but... a can, I could get a... <laughs> Yeah, you could get a, you could yeah. get an you could get an old um, police a police wag, um, an fire old school fire cool. engine. Go down the go down the MOD. See the army. Get like some sort of four three two variant, some sort of tank, and then you could have yeah. your own little. This has got legs. I'm telling you, I'll keep, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep an eye out because you'll be like, oh, he's got a point there. I think I'll uh, uh, um, fire engine for sale. <laughs> Oh God, I think my dad would kill me if I tried to buy another vehicle to put on the driveway, to be honest. Oh, right, okay, fair. That's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fair enough. Um, who, what sort of, uh, do you listen to other podcasts? Like, is there any, anyone who you listen to sort of who inspires you? Like, you know, I mean, I mention them every week on the podcast, so I'm not going to disappoint my people who listen. Um, I listen to a lot of Gary V. Do you know who Gary V is? No, I don't. Wow, so... I always feel privileged to let people know because you, 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 you're going to get your mind opened up. Um, Gary V was um, uh, a migrant whose parents moved to uh, America and the guy had nothing, like he had nothing. And now he's got like a multi-million pound organisation and he basically turned his dad's liquor store, corner store liquor store, into a multi-million pound wine library. Um, and he got on sort of YouTube and Twitter before they became massive and sort of really pushed his businesses down that avenue. And now he owns a media company. He's, he, the guy's, you know, the guy's just unreal and he's got a podcast and everyone who I know in business um, listens to him. And it's like, it doesn't matter that he's not in your area. The, the thing no, that he you talks can still about, take something from it. Yeah. yeah. So that's, um, that, that's a one for you, but you're not, no other podcasts, no, you don't listen no, to No, I'm guilty of just listening to typical foodie podcasts, like, right. um, Cool, shut sure. are they? Talking Taste Buds. Um, cool. Yeah, a girl called Venetia, um, she's a vegan, she just talks to other people, I think it's a lot of Instagram influencers, uh, the podcast I listen to, also sometimes Deliciously Ella, I can't believe I mentioned her name, but yeah. Why, what's wrong, why, what's wrong, is she your competition? No, no, she's um, she is, she's just a vegan. She started off being a blogger. Now she's got her own food range and lots of cafes in London. Wow, you see that's there you go growth. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. You know she started off blogging saying, "Oh yeah, today I had a jack of potato." Blah blah blah. And now look at her. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> now, now it's now she's got an empire. Like that's that's how it goes, but. We yeah. all have we we all have that moment, um, and and I think I, I'd say to anyone to start a podcast. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it, it's because what you're doing basically is you're growing your network by speaking to all these people. Because um, I've got people who listen to me and people who come out with me who are, who are veg and vegans, and they'll be like, "Oh, next time I'm in the Lake District, or I'm gonna or I'm gonna follow you on Instagram now, and I'm gonna see what it's all about." Do you know what I mean? Say, yeah. And 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 so that's that's how it goes. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Um, on food, um, when you was a meat eater, what was your favourite meat or favourite dish? Oh my god! Um, Are you a Sunday roast type? I do, but I, um, I always, I'm a weirdo. I always loved everything but the meat on a Sunday roast. Even when I ate meat, I wow. still eat it now with some veggie gravy, all the stuff in, yeah, potatoes, Yorkshire puddings. That's all the best and the veggies, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Um, to be fair, I did use to love a bacon sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, not anymore. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I, don't, I might not, I might eat meat again in the future. I don't know. I don't want to restrict myself. Um, yeah. Are you, do you eat fish or not? Or are you, 
No fish. Yeah, if I'm, for example, I went to Croatia in August. And yeah. There wasn't much in the way of vegetarian food, so I did eat. You know, it's by the sea. There's a lot of fish. I'm not gonna. I'm not. Yeah, gonna yeah, no. Eat it. So yeah, I will do if it's. Yeah, yeah. I, I know someone else, a friend of mine. Um, he's a vegetarian, but he does stray. You know, we'll. In fact, whenever we go out for, if we're being out together hiking, he, he'll always have the fish pie, and I'll, I'll always have whatever the burger variant is. And I'm like, I don't know why we're looking at the menu for because you're going to have the fish pie, and I'm going <laughs> to have the, I'm gonna have the burger. But I think it's just getting to like, uh, it's becoming one of them sort of weird tropey things that you do when you spend ten minutes looking at the menu and then you go. Fish pie and burger? Yeah, yeah, go on then. Uh, That's right, mate. I'll always go for cheese and onion pie, though. All right, cool. Um, Charlotte, we're absolutely flying through this. Um, so we're going to sort of move on to this part of the show. I love it. Um, I think it gets really honest. Um, the five what's. So the first one, um, what's the greatest advice you've been given? This is a hard one. Yeah. And it's almost... It's almost the opposite. It's almost to not to not listen to all the advice that people yeah. try to give me because I took a lot of it on. I worry quite a lot and a lot of questions I asked in the beginning and the advice I got back wasn't always the truth. So I remember mm. with my stepmom in the kitchen one day and she kinda of said to me, like, how do you know? What like you know, she kinda of said, You need to stop listening to everyone else stay true to what you want to do and and that's kind of I have to keep reminding myself about that so, yeah, that's, that's, that's really good that's really good um, second one what's on your bucket list either personal or business well um, personally it kind of links my business um, that is the reason I set up Beans and Lentils in the first place really was yeah. so that in the quieter months I could go travelling um, in fact I did I had flights to Mexico booked in January well, wow, uh, cool. Guess who I booked them with? Thomas Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. I'm not don't. Sure if those, yeah, mm. not sure if I'm still going or not, but yeah, that's that's the idea. Wow. Um. Yeah, I mean Thomas Cook were a stable of like the high street, and don't know, do you? Just don't know. I mean, people they get too big. They, I, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a tragedy, and I feel for all those people who lost their jobs. Yeah. And, um. But. Adapt or die is is the saying, isn't it? That's mm. that's you know that's the dance. Someone will fill that void right now. Someone will be like, right, there's a massive void. Let's 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 buy the shops. Let's move into their space. Someone's that's... someone's literally just bought them tonight, haven't they? I think. Have they? Mm. Well, there you go, Bosch straight out. There, so, there you go. <laughs> someone's always waiting in the wings to go. Bosch, we'll have a bit of that. Um, we'll have a bit of that veggie pie. Bosch straight in. <laughs> Bosch. Um, so, sorry, what was that? You wanted to go to Mexico. That was the bucket list. Yeah, no, um, just travelling in general. I just, more, just more travelling? Travelling, yeah. I love just seeing new places, eating new food, yeah. Have idea. you ever been to Canada? No, not yet. Band- yeah, I've been to Canada. It's amazing. Yeah, we, to to yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Banff. I wouldn't go like now though. I mean, it'd be really, really super cold. And there's oh yeah, big I'm not bear. amazing with the cold. Yeah, and there's big bears. So, um, but yeah, Canada's amazing. I, I spent eight weeks there uh, in the army on on exercise, and I was very lucky to see a lot of Canada. Um, beautiful country, definitely. Yeah, uh, definitely a place I'd love to go back to. Now, this is always a good one. Um, what's been your toughest day? 
I don't know if I've had my toughest day yet. I don't know. Okay. There was a lot of tough days in the start mm-hmm. um, with, with my business, I mean. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Getting, when I bought my ambulance, <laughs> it was far too heavy for me to drive. There was a lot of stuff going on with it, and it was a lot. Obviously, everything is much harder and takes a lot longer than you ever think. But yeah. that was, at one point, I didn't think he was even going to, you know, get on the road. So, yeah, that was that was tough in the beginning. Where, where did you buy this ambulance from? Like, was a guy just ambulance for sale? Like, or what was the deal? Um, a guy in Nottingham who he kind of bought and sold ex-army police. Um, there's your link yeah. there's your link yeah. you're going back to him just go drive back down there he's got a yard full of the stuff I can... yeah i'm back <laughs> and i want another vehicle yeah no that's it right so it was the ambulance give you a lot of sort of restless nights yeah a lot it was yeah it weighed fast like yeah it was horrendous but we got there in the end well, did it? It's not, you don't have to. You don't have to go into detail. But did it cost a lot of money to sort and to sort of strip and to get to how you wanted it to? Um, no, it, it was a lot more. It cost me more in time than it did in money. So, time so, is yeah. something we have plenty of. Money's not. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> fair, ah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. It's all character. It's all what we call character building. Um, uh, number four. What's been your happiest day? Well, firstly, when the DVLA told me that my ambulance was on the road. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but no, mainly, um, I remember I'd just done a four-day event and I was driving back by myself. Yeah. And I had a really successful weekend and it was, I, was, I just remember thinking, you know, actually, this is, I can do this and it is possible for this to be successful. And I just, yeah, that was a great moment. Wow. No, that's that's uh, that's that's a that's a cracker, um, and the fifth and final one. What's next, either for Charlotte or Beans and Lentils or both? For Beans and Lentils, um, I'm looking forward to another hopefully successful year next year. Um, but I'm also currently I'm working on a new venture with uh, my friend. We're starting um, a retreat called Off the Beaten Track Retreat. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Is yoga related yeah, as well? Kind of. It's more, they might be seen slightly differently each time we do it, but the first yeah. one we're doing is in January, and, you know, it can be a tough time of year for some people. I always find it quite tough. It's dark. You've just... I'll just... Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just use one, one word for January. Dog shit. That's the yeah. word for January. Um, Basically. Yeah, cheers, January. Um, yeah, so we've, we're running a retreat that'll be, yeah, focused on more mental well-being and getting back on track, starting the year well. Um, she's an outdoor PT, so she'll be doing, focusing on that. I'll be, and it'll be great for me because I, well, my menu is quite small when I work for my van and mm-hmm. it's, you know, I can only serve a certain type of food. So for me to cook for a small amount of people, yeah. um, it'll give me a chance to be more creative. Um, so I'm excited for that. Cool. Well, if you want a January Yorkshire Three Peaks, because you're doing it in Hot and Ribble, aren't you? I am. It's yeah, just underneath Ribble's Head Viaduct. Yeah, there's a there's a camping van, isn't it, underneath the Ribble Head Viaduct? Is that where you're yeah, doing yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, Three Peaks van, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you need a ML to do uh, Yorkshire Three Peaks, I might know someone, and it's that called might me. Be, that might be pushing <laughs> it a bit, a bit for them. <laughs> there's no such thing as pushing it a bit. There's only accountability. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> you, you, all you need is carbs, carbs and carbs, and you can get for anything, and a bit of character. Um, brilliant. <laughs> hey, that sounds, really, that sounds really exciting. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's been a really good insight into an industry and a, a sort of thing that I don't know very much about. It's been really sort of... Uh, Interesting to have Charlotte on. Um, buying an ambulance and going all beans and lentils uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is, is the way it happened. Um, Charlotte, tell the world where people can find you on social and websites and etc. Um, all social media is just at beans and lentils, but an N instead of the and. Yeah. And lentils is taken, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, so beans and lentils. Uh, website's not quite there yet, but that will just be yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and what's your next event that you're at? Where, where are you at next if people want to come and say hello? Um, I am doing a couple of private things and the Halloween thing, and then I'm at Ulverston Dickensian towards the end of November. Wow, that sounds very dark. It's what? just the Christmas fair. Christmas oh, market wow. in Ulverston. Um, Windermere Christmas market. So, yeah. Brilliant. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's been Charlotte from Beans and Lentils. Please go and check her out and support her on Instagram and all the platforms that she mentioned. Um, that's been another excellent Eagle podcast. Uh, we look forward to getting some more epic guests on down the line. And uh, remember, easy is next week with someone else. Good night. Charlotte, good night. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Adios.